What's up, Conroe? This is Corey DLG, and with me, as always, is little brother Nico. Uh, Except not as oh, old. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. That what? Oh, my. Curveball. This is Nerd Thug Wrestling, and we are on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. This is a happy Friday, and we are hanging out. Uh, no Joey Savage. He is out of town. Um, he's trying to get himself adopted by uh, by a billionaire. Nice. It's yeah. always it's always a good it's a good time. Yeah. He was like, if I get adopted by a billionaire, then I'll be a millionaire. And I said, that's not how that works. He goes, yeah. He goes, billionaire, millionaire, thousandaire, broke. He says, I'm broke, so I'll just move up to to millionaire. I, I, I said, good luck. Good luck. It's a pretty good idea. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. You're probably the one who gave it to him. <laughs> you were like, I need more radio time. <laughs> Go try to find a billionaire and become his son. Yeah, he was like, do you know where Bill Gates lives? And I was like, in a mansion. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, mansions. Wants to be, yeah, 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 let's do it. Let's one. do it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this is Nerd Thug Wrestling, and it is a gorgeous Friday, and we are hanging out. The weekend starts with us, and you're welcome for that. Um, it's a good name for an album. The weekend starts with us. Yeah, or you're welcome for that. Both, because Drake did your welcome. Yeah, that's also true. So you're welcome for that would be like to one up Drake, which I would totally do. Right, Drake's paranoid. Probably think you'll try and kill him though. Well, <laughs> I'm not 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 trying to kill him. You know, kill him the kill him the game. <laughs> Boom! That was stupid. All right. Um. So anyway, yeah, man, lots been going on here. Um, the, ran- the world of wrestling. You don't watch a ton of wrestling, though, do you? No, I usually just catch like pay per views that you're watching. That's fair. That's fair. Um, uh, let's start with this. We'll start with this. We closed last week's show. The Savage and I were having a debate. Okay. All right. Um. So essentially, NXT is like the WWE minor leagues. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. And what they've been doing is they film once a month, and then they break it down into a bunch of small episodes that they air over a month, okay? All right. seems like a reasonable schedule. So what they've been doing is they've been booking people at like a, what I'm going to call like a discount. They're paying you more than any other independent gig would pay you because they are the WWE, but they're not paying you like a WWE wrestler. Yeah, that that's reasonable. Is it? Yeah, because you're only doing the it's the one day for like a long time. Despite your multiple or, you know, your appearances throughout the week, it's still only the one but, real wrestling. But they have like a, so like let's say they're paying a guy, you know, three hundred thousand in the contract. It says how many appearances they're gonna make. So they have like a per appearance fee. Right. This is still less than that. Are you okay with it still? Hmm. I don't know. At that point, uh, maybe. Yeah, probably. Because even if I appear multiple times, but I'm only showing up once, it's really not that bad. So here was my thing. My feeling is that I can't give the WWE a discount. Even if it's the most money that I've been paid to be a wrestler, the WWE is going to get way more mileage out of this than anyone else. Yeah, that's fair. So I can't give them a discount in that situation because also they're going to be controlling the content. They're also going to be controlling, you know, my appearance, my wrestling gear. They're they're grooming me in that instance. Um, so there's a lot of controlling aspects to it, right? Like, hey, now you're free to do however whatever you want the rest of the time, but I imagine they want you to try and stay in character in their gimmick that they've built for you because they want you to build that brand. Um. So for me, there's a lot of controlling interest at a discount for them, and that's where I don't. That's where I see the value as. You need to protect what you are. Yeah, because they're gonna they're gonna run it. Like let's say you blow up, they're gonna sprint with that. They're not gonna hold back because oh we only pay them a little bit, so we won't use it a bunch of it. No, we're just gonna use it as much as possible. We're gonna use it as much as possible. So to me, I would. Uh, I would say no unless they're paying me your regular a, a regular WWE rate. Okay. If I could quantify that, like even their minor guys, if their minor guy like if they're if their lowest full contract guy gets thirty five hundred a show, 
and they come in and they're like, listen, we know you guys don't make more than 50 bucks a show. We'll give you a thousand. So you would get them with the thirty five hundred an appearance. I would I would ask for the thirty five hundred. I would say, listen, if you're if you're low end guys making thirty five hundred, you're not going to offer me a thousand. I think you'd have to. I think you'd have to have a really solid like ground to stand on if you wanted to just straight up ask for it. I well, I just think, I like I understand why, but like I guess part of the service that they're offering not only to to appear on NXT, which is a much bigger stage. Correct. But also the character writing. Say your character writing is weak, or you have you don't have something that's like really ultra defined you as a wrestler. But that's sort of the thing, right? Like all these guys, they want to ultimately. What we always hear is they want to control their character, right? Like that's what right. everyone says. So when you step into the WWE, you you don't do that. As a matter of fact, Cody Rhodes doesn't get to call himself Cody Rhodes. He has to call himself Cody Runnels, right? Because they own can't his name. He, they own his father's name. That's so sad. By the it's way, it's so screwed up. But that's how it works. That's that's the business. So because that's the business, I can't give you the discount. Right? Like I if because if I set foot on the stage at all, if Corey DLG rolls out there one time, he's got the nerd thug logo and he's rolling. Remember how I was the once in future king when we were doing the hero click stuff mm-hmm. and we were the bloodline when we were attack team. That was a good gimmick, right? Like that was right. a cool thing. So we walked out there one time as the bloodline. Once. Once. They pay us they pay us $700 once. Doesn't work out. They go, eh, you know what? But now they own the bloodline. Now they own the Once and Future King. Now they own the Nerd Thug logo. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, because, yeah, that's, I mean, it's their stuff. Mm. Maybe, maybe not. So, like, at that point, that's why I'm saying, like, I you want would. the full rate. If If I'm getting the WWE treatment, I want the WWE salary. Right. That's my thing. Like, I don't think you can. I don't. I. I wouldn't be okay getting the discount to of all people to the WWE. Right. They don't need to pay me less. It's not like they're running out of money anytime right. if the, soon. If the NFL called me and said, "Hey, we need you to be our fifth string quarterback," I'm you, not giving them the discount. There's a set price for that. They're gonna pay me the set rate for that. Right. I'm a one. I'm a first year pro with no college background. There's there's gonna be a price for that for them. Right, someone somewhere has made that amount of money. <laughs> right. Well, they and they have it set up in their in their player association stuff. This is the rate that someone's supposed to get paid for one year zero college experience. Like they have that. Right. So give me that. That's my minimum. You can't offer me less than that because that's what the players have agreed to as a union. Like yeah, if you're gonna want me to wrestle for you and give up all of my what I, what I am, I need I need at least the rate I'm gonna have. Well, and you don't know. Like if you walk in and they change you up, if they go, hey man. Bloodline, eh, not really a great thing. Once a future king, not interested. However, you two can be cuckoo for cuckoo puffs. What? Yeah, yeah. I signed up for. You're going to run out there and you're going to wrestle as the cuckoos. And if you guys want to practice that, you're free to use that if you want to keep working on that gimmick and we can build it. Well, no. Now I've got to go out there and do your marketing for you and you gave me this dumb gimmick. Right, that I don't enjoy. Right. So, in my mind, I, the lack of control... Is the issue like enjoy was like, oh, you can book whatever you want. You can do whatever you want the rest of the week. That's fine. That's great. But they control my image at that point. Right. If I have to go the rest of the week as the bloodline and then every time I show up on NXT, I'm the cuckoo for cuckoo puff. It's not a good look. No. Right. Now I'm, I'm very unhappy and now I'm unhappy at a discount. Like it's not worth it. Nah. Nah. That's my thought. I don't know. What do you think? No, I think I think no. Now that you bring up the fact that like. They can change your gimmick, or they can just keep your gimmick, and you can't do anything about it. Like no, because then, then I'm then yeah, I'm rest, not only wrestling at a discount, I'm wrestling basically like I'm paying, I'm almost paying you to do stuff, right? Because my exactly. service, my services are worth this amount of money that you pay other people, and then you're gonna get me at a discount. So then the money I lost, opportunity lost, yeah, exactly. And they do, they 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 did a thing in the '90s where they recycled gimmicks when uh, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall left the WWE, they were Big Daddy Diesel and uh, Razor Ramon. And they went to WCW. And while they're there at WCW doing the NWO thing with Hulk Hogan, the Monday Night Wars are going on between Raw and Nitro. Mm -hmm. And the WWE starts saying during a broadcast, I have it on good authority that next week Diesel and Razor Ramon are returning to the WWE. That's two completely different people. And so Ted Turner... And his people at WCW are getting mad at Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. 
And for like two weeks, this buildup is happening. We're like, oh, they couldn't make it. But next week, I've had it guaranteed they're going to be in a match. You're going to see Diesel and Razor Ramon getting a match back here at the WWE. And like, it just keeps building and building and building. And Kevin Nash and Scott Hall are getting yelled at by Ted Turner. And finally, the day before it aired, Ted Turner gave them a bunch more, like gave them a raise, tore up their old contract, gave them a bunch more money and was like, is this what you wanted? And, he, and Kevin Nash was like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah of, <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. And, you know, they're talking about how he just took the extra money. And then the next day on on Raw, you know, they're still saying, oh, Kevin Nash and Big Daddy Diesel are gonna, or, uh, Diesel and Razor Ramon are going to wrestle tonight. And sure enough, Kevin Nash is standing there outside the truck with WCW watching WWE when it's happening. And these two other guys come out who look like them. <laughs> and they've ripped off the gimmicks. Oh, man. There's a new Big Daddy Diesel and a new Razor Ramon. Yep. And that'll do it to you. That's, yeah. And so then Kevin Nash is looking around like, yeah, guys, I've been here the whole time. Like, <laughs> Nothing has changed. Right. Thanks uh, for the money, though. <laughs> yeah, appreciate that. We signed that. That's a good deal. Um, But, yeah, like, WWE has done that. They, they had a second Undertaker for a while. When the Undertaker was, I don't remember if he was hurt or if he was just Undertaking. not being, like, a, or if he was contemplating not returning to WWE for about two years. It was a different dude. A whole different guy. Then when The Undertaker did come back, they had a whole feud with the two Undertakers. They literally had a two Undertakers match. That's so funny. But that's, I mean, so yeah, WWE, they don't they don't feel... They don't shy away from... No, they completely embrace the concept that they own the gimmick. That's so sad. Right. Because it's so much of what these people are. Exactly. And so, I mean, one, it's, it's, it's just like Cody Rhodes not being able to call himself Cody Rhodes... That's the say, I think that's the probably the worst example of that because Dusty Rhodes, even though he did later change his name legally, and the kids were technically, you know, they have a different. Look, they were born the Runnels, but Dusty Rhodes was literally the other guy's name, right? <laughs> but the WWE was the was where he did it, and they owned it. That's so sad. They own your whole name. Isn't that something? Uh, all right, with that, we're gonna jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more nerd the wrestling coming your way. Oh yeah. What's up, Conroe? It's the Captain Joey Savage of Nerd Thug Radio. School is back in session, so let's talk about Cox ATA Martial Arts. As the leader in the American Taekwondo Association in North Houston, with two convenient locations, there's one in Conroe next to the Academy on North Loop 336, one in FMF 1488 in Magnolia. They have martial arts, self-defense, and leadership programs for everyone in the family. For those interested, check them out at coxata.com. And for those interested as well, mention Nerd Thug Radio to receive two free weeks of training. Cox ATA Martial Arts. We teach life skills, we build leaders, we leave a legacy. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to some more Nerd Thug Wrestling. What's up, Conroe? Yeah. That's all I got. Yeah, all right. That's, that's it. I like the enthusiasm. Thank you. Woo! Yeah! We're champions of the world. Yeah! Yeah! Woo! Uh, whatever. Um, so it's been kind of... Just like that, he's gone. Just like that. It's been a really weird two weeks for the WWE. They've been doing some different things than they normally do. Are you telling me they don't have just two shows a week, one live and one recorded? No, they do do that. Um, they got a they got the Raw and they got the SmackDown, obviously. Right. Um, the the thing that they did is last week they showcased uh four NXT guys. Okay. They did a tag match and they did two singles matches. Makes sense. No, they showcased five NXT guys because Ricochet did a match with Finn Balor, a tag match with him. Okay. Then there was a tag team, and then there was another stuff. Okay. Then they came back on SmackDown and did the same thing again, showcased the five guys again. Same guys? Same guys. Two two shows in a row, same week. Okay. Keep in mind, there's like th- like 30 wrestlers on between Raw and SmackDown that have storylines going on that you could give airtime to. I don't like those guys. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, so it comes right off of Elimination Chamber, and then they do this. Um, right. So it was kind of an interesting thing. Uh, the flip side of it, though, coming into this week, two of them they kept again and did 
two more tag matches with, Ricochet and Aleister Black. They tagged together this time. They fought the Revival, who was the Raw Tag Team Champions, and beat them. Okay. Then they fought the Bar, um, who I believe are the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, off the top of my head. No, 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 uh, no, 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 the Usos are. They fought the Bar, who aren't the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, and beat them. Wow, okay. So, now the NXT for a long time has been, they kind of debut a guy and they basically just kind of drop him in. They debut like two or three people and they go, hey, these guys are going to be, these guys are going to be hanging out now. Right. Uh, and they kind of just put them in the storylines and let it go. Um, to me, this has been a little bit different. I feel like they're trying to showcase them before they drop them into their own stories to give people more opportunity to like them. More opportunity to like them, kind of gauge where they land. Right. I mean, you can't do something more than beat a champion. Right. Like, ideally, the champions are supposed to be the standard bearer. Like, whoever your champion is, they're not supposed to be losing. But the Revival, first of all, it's already weird that they have the belts because they fought the other tag team champion, Bobby Roode and uh, Gable, whatever the guy's name is. They fought them like four, three, three or four times in a row over a couple weeks and kept losing. And then eventually got it. And then so after like three times of losing. They cinched it. They, they did win. And then like they've kind of done nothing about the fact that the other guys lost. <laughs> and I don't understand why you would have them lose three times in a row and then win it. And then lose again. And then lose to these guys. Who are nobodies. Who are nobodies. And this was the second week in a row the Revival lost to nobodies. See, it's to go with the gimmick. They're the Revival because they'll just keep coming back. <laughs> but why give them the belt then? I don't know. Like, why not just have them out there and fight? Right. But, um, so now, the WWE before has, and they, they brought some people up at the beginning of the year. Uh, this tag team, Heavy Machinery. This guy named EC3, who I think is actually Alexa Bliss's, like, real life significant other. Um, I say that because I hate him. Uh, Fair enough. <laughs> and then this girl, Lacey Evans. All right. Um, Lacey Evans still hasn't had a match. She continues to strut out on stage, occasionally say something on the microphone. And then leave. And then go backstage. Nice. Still hasn't had a match. There you she go. She did fight in the Women's Royal Rumble. Oh, okay. Uh, but other than that, that's it. So if you didn't watch that pay-per-view, you, you haven't seen her. That's a strange choice. Um, yeah, and the weird part is, like, she's only a little bit smaller than Charlotte Flair, which makes her one of the more larger and athletic female wrestlers on on brand. Um, obviously, there's Nia Jax and Tamina, who are just large in general, tall and big and, and big. Uh, but Charlotte is 5'10", 5'11", and Lacey Evans doesn't seem to be too much shorter than that. Um, but all the other women are all, you know, small. Right average woman size. So it's just interesting that they haven't done anything with their match I think I, I think that's strange that they did two. They, they, they already brought the other guys. They already did a second round with them, and they haven't even done anything. A single match with her. Right. Heavy Machinery has fought in several matches, like three or four tag matches since they've been brought up. Um, and then again, they were brought up separately than those other five last, two, last week and then the two that they kept this week. Right. So I wonder, I wonder if they're just trying a different method of introduction. Like, okay, you've seen these guys a couple of times. This way it feels natural when they just keep showing back up. Um, or I wonder if they're just trying to get these guys used to the schedule because the NXT stays pretty much in Florida and goes once a month, like we said. Right. So when these guys move up to the WWE, they've got to get used to going from one or two shows a month with limited travel to nonstop travel, one show a week televised, several live shows throughout. Right. It's a it's a wildly different schedule. It absolutely is. You're talking about, I think, Dean Ambrose last year made 200 appearances. Jeez. Um, I mean, you, you, these guys work. Right. The workers work. And so... It's their job. Well, and when you're middle card, too, you have it real hard. Because, like, you're going to do a lot of dark matches, which are non-televised. Plus, you're going to do some TV work. Like... So when these guys come up, their best shot is middle card. Like, they're not going to go and 
be in a pay-per-view, be headlining. Yeah, they're not going to be main eventing anything off the bat. So their hope is to do the 200 appearances. So like that's a massive change in structure, in schedule, in physicality. In, yeah, in your routine. Also in income, I'm sure. But most importantly, like physically, can you keep up? Can you do it? That's a that's a very solid point. Um, so I wonder if that also plays a part in it. Like these guys can't get the pushes they need because maybe they're already nursing injuries, maybe they're already slowing down, maybe they're not maybe they're not cutting it in the locker room because this guy there's nothing like it. There's no way to simulate that part of it. Right. These guys are traveling nonstop. Unless you already do that for no reason at all. Right, unless you're like in a rock band. Right. Like there's no there's nothing else like what these people do scheduling travel wise, other than pro sports or music. Um, and pro sports does it on a much more truncated, even baseball, 162 games, eight months out of the year, doesn't go a year. Right. And that's, the WWE is year round. Right. It's all the time forever. There is no off season. Right. The only way you go off is, you know. You get hurt. You get hurt. Right. Or you finally take some time off, but it's, it's rare that they, they don't give, like if you're doing good, they don't want to give you time off. Right. People show up because you are here. <laughs> right, exactly. You're the reason they come, and you want to you want to keep making great appearances because it's it's in your best interest, obviously. Um, but it's a real interesting thing the way they're scheduling these people, the way they're booking them. Like I I I, I wonder if this means that Alistair Black and Ricochet are about to be full time WWE guys, and if this is the new model to try and help them sustain success. Right, instead of falling off if, you know, just drop somewhere in the middle right. card. And the other part of it is they had been advertising this guy, and I don't remember what his name is now, but he was this big, huge guy. He was going to be another big, scary Brock Lesnar-sized guy. And they had literally been having him cut promos. He's punching cinder blocks, and he's talking trash through the fence, and he's and he's drooling, and he's big, and he's scary. And, oh, I'm going to oh, come into the WWE. They were calling him the biggest free agent in the history of the WWE. He was going to be a big deal. It's a guy coming up from NXT. He's getting his call up. The night of his first appearance that he's scheduled to make, he has an anxiety attack, apparently. Oh, no. He has not made an appearance yet. They've stopped running his promos. They just don't mention him. <laughs> he hey, gone. you know that guy? Mm, he's going to be a yikes for me, Doug. He's right. coming. So I have to wonder if that also played in their decision-making. He was actually coming up before the heavy machinery Lacey Evans call-up. Right. Um, I do recall his, his promos. Big scary fence guy, and like call him like the beast or something, something like stupid like that. But it didn't matter because it didn't come up, right? <laughs> and now he doesn't exist. Now he doesn't exist. Um, I th- I wonder if that also between it's just, it's just just a mental check. They're they're like right. They're like, can you keep up? And they're like, well, this guy can keep up because he's an athlete. And they're like, but can he keep up in the head? Right. Like this guy was supposed to go out there and do something and couldn't do it. They didn't find that out until the day of. So right. they got to change some stuff around. Now they're like, well, uh, somebody else will have to find your job. Also, leave. (laughs) Yeah, because, I mean, well, and they have money and time and energy invested in these guys. They don't want to abandon any of that. So now they're kind of in this weird spot where they're like, how do we make this work? Um, I definitely am intrigued by what that means. Does that mean he won't come back? I don't don't know. I could very well see them being like, and then he was gone. Well, it it, it reminds me of uh, Roy Spite, who we talked about yesterday on Earth Sports. Right. Where I mean, how do you there's not enough money or planning that overcomes anxiety. Right. So if he's you genuinely can try real hard. You know, and there's a big difference between going in front of two hundred people every month, once a month in Jacksonville, Florida, versus then, I'm traveling, I'm in a stadium with forty thousand people, thirty thousand people, the music, the smoke, everything's up by a factor of a hundred. Right. It's it's a it's a way more intense experience and if you if you can make it there then yeah. do you have a career in wrestling other than staying in the lower the lower rungs of it? Listen, the people who do the lower rungs, they're doing it to get to the WWE. You don't... You don't stay there unless, no. unless you are not good enough to make it. Here's how it works. You get to the big time, you milk it as long as possible, and when you can't keep up any there, you go back to the downtime, but now on they know the small leagues, are. they know who you are, and you're the big money draw. So like, uh, you know, talking to Brock Baker about reality of wrestling... Uh, Booker T's organization, the guys who were making the most money were the stars when they were coming through visiting. When Kurt Angle showed up, he got the most money out of anybody there. Right, because he's the big get. When Disco Inferno showed up, it's funny to say that, but he was the biggest star in the room for them, so he got the most money that night. That's that's how those guys maintain 
a semblance of their old lifestyle because it's not WCW money. Like if Disco Inferno makes 40 appearances a year, he's not making anywhere near what he made at WCW, but he's making a good amount of money to be the Disco Inferno still. Right. Um, and so that being said, like, uh, it's, it's just kind of an interesting thing. The finances, how that works. Uh, we're gonna jump out here to a break. When we come back, we got a little bit more nerds on wrestling coming your way. What's up, Conroe? It's the Captain Joey Savage of Nerd Thug Radio. School is back in session, so let's talk about Cox ATA Martial Arts. As the leader in the American Taekwondo Association in North Houston, with two convenient locations, there's one in Conroe next to the Academy on North Loop 336, one in FMF 1488 in Magnolia. They have martial arts, self-defense, and leadership programs for everyone in the family. For those interested, check them out at coxata.com. And for those interested as well, mention Nerd Thug Radio to receive two free weeks of training. Cox ATA Martial Arts. We teach life skills, we build leaders, we leave a legacy. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Wrestling. This is Corey DLG, and with me as always is... Oh, the captain's... It's me making nope. my first appearance on Nerd Thug Wrestling. Oh, it's Ned. What's up, buddy? Hey, guys. Anyway, he's already been here for two segments. Get over it. Um, <laughs> What's new? I know, not me. <laughs> uh, but while you are here, I want to tell everybody about Cox ATA, the great sponsor of the Nerd Thug Wrestling. Ah, yes. Home of champions. Nice. Um, they, have, uh, they have all kinds of taekwondo and self-defense courses you can take. They got locations in Conroe and in Magnolia. Mention Earth Thug Radio, you get two free weeks of training. Oh. They got all kinds of stuff. They got like self-defense, Tai Chi, Taekwondo, obviously. Mm-hmm. They got all courses from ages of varying from 3 to 93. So they got like little tiger classes. They got right. all kinds of stuff. They're ready for you. Right. Self-discipline. It's just a great way to get in shape, get get your life right, you know, start your year off. You know, it's already going to be March. doesn't mean you can't start improving today. Listen, every day could be the first day of the new you. Right. So, uh, yeah. What's the give me oh the right they they teach life skills they build leaders and they leave a legacy that's, that's really cool that's my favorite part it is the best part it's really the only part I have and Kia Kia I didn't Kia we could Kia we'll put a Kia in there no no we won't <laughs> no we won't <laughs> um so okay we were talking about this week going on in uh, the WWE and the wrestling in the wrestling and a couple other things actually happened that were pretty cool all right what you got for me okay so. Joey and I had previously talked about WWE has basically announced that Dean Ambrose will not be staying with the company after WrestleMania. His contract expires. And he's done. Um, Well, they're done. Joey was pointing out that nobody ever does that. Like, the WWE never talks about somebody leaving early. They never mention it until they're gone. And once they're gone, they always wish them well. They say, hey, so-and-so, we parted ways, and good luck, and best of luck, and blah, 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 bye. But they never do it early. Hmm. So that's interesting. So, so this Joey was kind of feeling like they were they were doing a shoot, is what it's called. He thought they were they were working something, an angle. Um, I actually was telling him that I think all elite wrestling, the startup that's kind of threatening and changing everything, mm-hmm. I think that they are forcing WWE to change how they do business a little bit. They have to kind of be a little bit more respectful, a little bit more tactful. They have to work with people a little bit more. Yeah. Things, things change when you're not the only one in the room now. Exactly. When there's competition. And one of the big things that happened during the Monday Night Wars between Nitro and Raw were these surprise changes. Um, for example. Kept you on your toes. It did. Well, like, so one of them that they talk about famously in the documentary, Lex Luger, was uh, a WWE guy. He actually was supposed to be like the next Hulk Hogan, okay? They put him on a bus tour. He had his face on a bus, and he went around the country on it. Nice. Talking to people, shaking hands, wrestling folk, doing the Lex Luger thing. Rah, 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 rah. Uh, his contract expired. And uh, he left. He never came back. Well, no, no. He stayed and continued negotiating in good faith. He continued wrestling while they were working on a deal. Um, however, WCW caught wind that his contract was up. And they basically swooped in, offered a ton of money, way less appearances. The thing is, WCW, that's what they did. 
They offered a bunch of money, but they weren't doing 200 shows a year. So the appearances were already way less. Mm-hmm. They were coming in going, hey, yeah, if you come on Nitro and you do the pay-per-views, that's pretty much all we do. We don't do the other shows. So if you sign with WCW, you're doing like a fourth of the appearances. So when they right. offer you more money for less, fewer appearances, for way less, it, on a wrestler's body, there's no question. Right. There's no question. Um, and so, they were, but the rule was Eric Bischoff, the guy who was running it at the time, he said, listen, what I need from you is you can't tell anyone you're leaving. Can't give a two weeks notice of terms of this deal. <laughs> yes or no, right now. And once you say yes, we're done. We're done. We don't we, speak. We don't again. speak again. Show up at this date, at this place, at this time, ready to go in gear. And that's what happened. And that's exactly what happened. So WWE found out on Nitro Live that Lex Luger was no longer with the WWE. Oh, like as much as that's the worst business practice ever, that's kind of the coolest thing ever. It really was. Also, it happened again another time. Rick Rude, his contract, he was he was with DX when DX starts. When DX starts, it's Triple H, Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, China, and Rick Rude is just standing around in a suit in the background for some reason like their valet. He holds the door for him and stuff. It's just out of the blue, okay? No one notices his contract's coming up. Somehow Eric Bischoff caught wind of it and basically told him, listen, here's the offer, yes or no, you have to say now, no two weeks notice, no communication, can't tell anyone. He had to take the money, he did it. Literally, he's the only wrestler who ever appeared on both shows the same night because Raw had pre-taped the week before. Oh. <laughs> so he's on both Monday night programs that, that Monday. Oh, that's the coolest thing ever. <laughs> and so then he's on Nitro. And now he stayed with WCW after that. Because Eric Bischoff, he had this... This is what he was... He was stealing the guys. So what I said is, I think the reason the WWE is getting ahead of these things... So they don't get swiped out from yeah. under them. So they don't lose four of their stars without knowing that they were on their way out. Because WWE got really mad about the Rick Rude thing. They were like, how did we not know that his contract was up? How did we not know? Literally his contract expired Sunday night. And he signed his new one Monday morning and came in and appeared. And WWE was like, how did we not know his contract was coming up? Like, who screwed up? Um... And so, so they're announcing contracts early, so they're like, you can't sneak up on us this time. I genuinely believe that that's what's going on. I think that this time they're trying to steal us because that helped the Nitro thing. Right. The Monday Night Wars were about, you never knew what was going to happen because things like that. They were wild. It was crazy because there was no internet back then, and so people were just showing up, and you were like, oh my god, he's literally, the WWE just invaded WCW, like, what is happening? This I just saw him yeah, on the other thing. Look, you're flipping back and forth, he's on both right now. Like, that never, there was nothing like it on television at the time. And I do think that that's why the WWE is trying to stay ahead of these and make these announcements now. However, there's a little bit of traction now. There's a little bit of movement. Because Monday, Roman Reigns came back. Ooh. The man beat leukemia. Again. Again. They said he was like, he gave a whole speech, and it was a really great moment on TV, and he was like, we hit a home run. And he thanked everybody for their prayers, and everybody's happy for him. I think this is a really, sounds bad to say, this is a great thing for him for his career. Because he had a problem with the fans where the fans and him, the fans didn't like him because everyone knew that Vince McMahon wanted him to be the champion. Right. But then dude catches cancer when he had, he won the title. They were still booing him. He comes out though and he has to lay it down and he apologizes and says, I I can't stay. I've got cancer. I got to go home. And he has to give the belt up. That's huge. Right. Now he's back. And now the fans love him again though. Right. Because I mean, the guy just beat cancer. Right, what, are you going to hate him? Yeah. So anyway... I still do no kids. Yeah, no. I mean, maybe he owes you 20 bucks. I don't know. Uh, But so anyway, they kind of built it up a little bit that The Shield might be reuniting. The Shield is him, Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose. But what about Dean Ambrose? He's leaving. He's leaving. But WrestleMania, though, is still about a month away. April 9th, 
seventh or ninth, whatever that Sunday is, I believe. So it's about five weeks away. I think I think Roman Reigns and the WWE are trying to trick Dean Ambrose into staying. They're like, look, you could you could sign away, but you could also reform the Shield. Right. Everyone loves everyone loves Roman Reigns now, right? Because he beat cancer, so now he can be cancer guy's friend. Yeah, and at, again, and his heel turn happened the day Roman Reigns, the same show where Roman Reigns announced he was leaving with cancer. Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins came out and gave him a big hug, and they threw out the shield thing where they all touched fists. And then at the end of that show, Dean Ambrose turned heel against Seth Rollins and betrayed him. They were having a tag match, the reunion. So this Seth could Rollins be yeah, is the glue exactly. So this could be the reunion thing. Um, Dean Ambrose was getting his butt kicked by a bunch of people because he makes everyone mad. That's kind of been his bit the last few months. He just shows up and... Makes everyone angry. And so, like, three people were kicking his butt. And so Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins came out there together and helped him. And so then it was like they were playing the Shield music as they went out. And you're like, oh, man, they're back. (laughs) But, like... Nostalgia. Exactly. It's fun. The Shield was a cool thing. And now that they've all kind of grown their own... It would be way cooler to have them back together because there aren't, right now there aren't any good factions in the WWE. And Joey's obsessed with factions. Joey thinks he loves factions. They're the greatest things of all time. He thinks factions are what makes wrestling work best. And sometimes that's accurate. Sometimes it's accurate. Sometimes they're stupid. The NWO got to the point where it was too big and it didn't work anymore, and it was too much of the focus of WCW. DX got to the point where it was they broke it up themselves because it had kind of run its course controlled bursts factions are great and then too much too long somewhere something has to change uh they don't stay together forever they right. just don't it's n- nothing's perfect also that monday night uh was rick flair's 70th birthday yay rick flair is a famously the last group he was in with the wwe was the evolution it was essentially a new four horsemen all right it was randy orton rick flair triple h and Dave Bautista. Now, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 isn't filming. There's not going to be any promo tour. Bautista's got some free time in his schedule. Bring it all together. And guess who showed up at the end of Rick at the end of Raw where Ric Flair's birthday was? Bautista. Oh yeah. Showed up, beat up Ric Flair. Oh. Stared into the camera and said, "Hunter, do I have your attention now?" And then he ran off. That's the greatest thing of all time. <laughs> when Dave Bautista came back a couple years ago, right after Guardians of the Galaxy 1, he signed basically like a six-month, eight-month deal with WWE. Mm-hmm. He won the Royal Rumble, so he was going to go to WrestleMania. It, things wound up happening. This is when Daniel Bryan wound up swooping in because the fan was so the fan reaction was so strong with Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan winds up being the champ. Right. It was supposed to go on Dave Bautista, though. And it was supposed to, the finale was supposed to be Dave Bautista versus Triple H because they were in evolution together. When it all broke up, they had had a bit of a rivalry, but they never got to have their match because then contracts ended and people got hurt. I think Triple H had like blown his quad out during that time too and they couldn't make it work. Uh, So now it looks like they're building up. Back to that. To the Bautista Triple H match. That's WrestleMania. So, that's so cool. Only took them 17 million years. Right? And it's funny how, like, they kind of, like, things happen again, and they're like, oh, we could always do that now. <laughs> how about now? How about now? And, you know, with James Gunn not being with Marvel Films and Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is kind of on hold, Dave Bautista doesn't really have anywhere to go right now because this was time that was really going to be set aside for that. Right. And then they got canceled. There you go. WrestleMania. WrestleMania. All right, we're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we got 12 more minutes of Nerd Thug Wrestling Gold just for you. What's up, Conroe? It's the Captain Joey Savage of Nerd Thug Radio. School is back in session, so let's talk about Cox ATA Martial Arts. As the leader in the American Taekwondo Association in North Houston, with two convenient locations, there's one in Conroe next to the Academy on North Loop 336, one in FMF 1488 in Magnolia. They have martial arts, self-defense, and leadership programs for everyone in the family. For those interested, check them out at coxata.com. And for those interested as well, mention Nerd Thug Radio to receive two free weeks of training. Cox ATA Martial Arts. We teach life skills, we build leaders, we leave a legacy. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oliver wide receiver. 
on Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to some more Nerd Thug Wrestling. This is Corey DLG, and with me this one time is little brother Nico. Hey. You were listening to us on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. And I don't think I've said this at all this week at all, so I'm doing a really good job. Check us out at Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio or NerdThugRadio.com. You got options. Yeah, there's more than one option. You got options. Yeah, that's what makes it an option. There's more than one. <laughs> you got more options. You got multiple options. More, even more than more. I hate you. Like, I wish you would just learn English already. <laughs> no. Immigrant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Related? What is this? Yeah, I know. And you're not from here, okay? And they brought you over, and I told them not to, and they wouldn't listen, and now I'm stuck with you. Well, that's too bad. <laughs> it's not even true. Like, you didn't even deny it. Like, you're just like, eh, whatever. You're probably more Texan than I am. Extreme takes. Because, <laughs> like, you tan. Yeah. And I don't. Right. I burn. Right. I burn like a Bostonian. It's the saddest thing on the planet. It really is. Bostonians shouldn't even burn because, like, snow reflects the light just as much as anything. Like, they should be more tan than you, but they're not. No, nah, they just they just crisp up. They're super pale. That's so sad. They crisp up? Is that what you said? Yeah. That's. I feel like that's mean. <laughs> I don't want to agree to that. <laughs> <laughs> they take all that sun damage. They do, though. They real do. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of stuff going on this week. Um, Kofi Kingston was originally supposed to uh, be in the title match for Fastlane, which is coming up, uh, I think, two weeks? I think it's middle March, because then April 7th or 9th is WrestleMania. So the big one. That's the big one. So Fastlane is almost like... Mini, sort of like a shrug. They're like, eh, fast line. And then, right, yeah, it sucks to be the event right before. Right, like you never, yeah, absolutely. Like you don't like want having have, a birthday before Christmas. Oh, I was going to say that. You're exactly right. It is, which I don't. So, you know, it's always good for me. Right, um, yeah. One I'm, of one of the, is it my niece, Raiden, hers is right after Thanksgiving. That's not too close. Right. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. But like, even I'm, that like I'm, is I feel bad for like 20th, 23rd, like right, right and, in that range. And then this, uh, the captain, Joey Savage, his is, uh, I think, the 3rd, January 3rd. That's pretty close. Right. But that's after. But that's not, I mean, that's worse. Everyone's broke. True, true. If they do Christmas right, they cannot give him a gift on January 3rd. What are they doing? What have you done? Um, that's to me, that's the worst is after Christmas. Forget before, after because before you can just put it back on the card, too. Yeah, I guess. But after Christmas, you got no card, <laughs> and I have zero dollars, <laughs> and I'm broke. Rain, what's that? Um, but yeah, so Kofi Kingston was supposed to be in fast lane, uh, supposed, supposed to be. He had earned, he did, he's done an incredible job. Mustafa Ali got hurt coming up to Elimination Chamber. Kofi Kingston stepped in his place. Had this crazy 55-minute marathon match and the gauntlet match. It was great. He did great. Yeah. Then he was in the elimination chamber. He went in very early into it, and then he wound up... Being uh, in the last two with the Last man standing with Daniel Bryan and had some really great spots. They had put on a whole extra 10 minutes of match, basically. He was insane. And then Daniel Bryan beat him. And so then they did a a six-man tag match uh, with all the different elimination chamber guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, Shane McMahon came out there and said, "Hey, Kofi, you're gonna fight Daniel Bryan at Fastlane. Congratulations!" And they're yay. This week, they were having the contract signing. They always do that. It's always a big gimmick. It's a great little build-up thing. It's a fun thing they've started doing in the last 10, 12 years. Um, famously, they did one with Undertaker and Brock Lesnar, where Undertaker um, he was coming back just for WrestleManias at this point, right? And uh, Brock Lesnar. They weren't sure if, what kind of shape Undertaker was in mm-hmm. in the build-up for this. So Vince McMahon had told Brock Lesnar he wasn't allowed to do anything to Undertaker uh, before. Like it wasn't publicly known, but backstage he was like, "No bumps for the Undertaker. We got to get him. We're going to get him to WrestleMania and we'll find out then how he's doing." And the idea is hopefully he's getting in as much shape as possible so he's ready. But they don't want to risk hurting a 48-year-old man before WrestleMania. Right. So they throw him through a table. Right. Well, so Undertaker though he spent. The build-up of WrestleMania, like, three to five weeks. I don't remember now. Like, just terrorizing Brock Lesnar. Because there were... There were, there were 
You can do nothing. There was no retaliation. So, like, in order for there to not be retaliation, Undertaker has to do something big every time to knock out or get rid of Brock Lesnar every week, right? So, at the contract signing, he stabs a pin in Brock Lesnar's hand. <laughs> <laughs> just just give him to him. What are we gonna do? Jab. <laughs> Ow. Now Brock Lesnar has those big gloves. Right. And you know, it's wrestling, so they work on stuff. So I'm relatively certain <laughs> that it wasn't real. But it must have at least hurt. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't comfortable. But more importantly, it sets this crazy tone where he's like, did he just stab him with a pin? Just finishes writing the contract and just, ah. <laughs> well, no, he, uh, if I mean, I hope I'm remembering this right. Essentially, Brock Lesnar had his hands on the contract. And they were like, Undertaker, make your mark. And like, he's just eyeballing Brock. And Brock doesn't move away for him to take the little thing. And Brock has his hand on it. So he just stabs his hand just through stabs it. Stabs his hand through it. <laughs> <laughs> How do you do? <laughs> um, I love it. It's great. I, I mean, you can't you can't go wrong there. Um, but yeah, man, like it's definitely an interesting thing. The contract signing. So Kofi Kings is there. He's gonna do contract signing to fight Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan signs. They spin around. They give it to Kofi. He's gonna sign. All of a sudden, Vince McMahon comes out, and Vince McMahon's done this a couple of times now. He did this to Ronda Rousey two weeks ago, or to Becky Lynch two weeks ago, where he took Becky Lynch out of a match and put Charlotte Flair in it. Mm-hmm. So he comes out now and he goes, Kofi, I know you're excited about this title match and I think you've been doing great. However, I got to do what's best for business here. And there's someone here who's better than you and deserves it more. And I'm going to give it to him because it's going to be a better match. And it's the return of Kevin Owens. Oh, who's been gone for like six, seven months at this point. It's been a while. Um, and so Kevin Owens walks in. Sits in Kofi's chair, signs his name in Kofi's contract, gets up and walks right out of there. Ooh. Pretty bold. That's pretty good. Um, now, pretty good. I feel like obviously they're building up to a Kofi Dan O'Brien WrestleMania. I think that's where they're going with this. So I think they did this to, to not waste the match. Right. To take out Kevin. <laughs> so Kevin Owens gets to come back. Debut in a pay-per-view. Have a big pay-per-view match. So we set Kevin Owens up here, right? He's he's fighting for titles already. So when Kevin Owens, now Kevin Owens is a big deal again. So instead of making Kevin Owens come in and do a storyline where he works his way up something, blah, blah, blah. No, we'll have him come back, fight for the title right away. That makes Kevin Owens a big deal. Right. Um, the flip side of that is Kofi Kingston has to wait a couple more weeks. Oh. But I do think he's not going away. I think he will fight Daniel Bryan in WrestleMania. I think that's the match. And I think they're going to just have them go absolutely crazy. Because Kofi is always known for doing those big spots and doing big crazy things. He's got all the Royal Rumble things where he comes up with new ways to not hit the ground. Right. And so I'm interested to see how it goes. This will be the first Daniel Bryan match that I'm excited to see in a very long time. And it's not because of Daniel Bryan. <laughs> it's not. But I, I like Kofi Kingston. I think he's good. Um, I really enjoy the New Day stuff, so I hope he I hope he wins it. I doubt he will. I think they keep it on Daniel Bryan. I think they enjoy having evil Daniel Bryan. It's the silliest thing on the planet. It is, and I don't like the whole he's concept. Because he's not even evil. He's he's literally just like if Captain Planet was just worse. It's a little offensive, right? Like right. It's like it's like I'm so pro-green? I don't even know what you call it. They're called eco-terrorists. Sort of, yeah, but he's not even a terrorist. He's right? an eco-terrorist, he's not, but he's, not, he's a wrestler. He's not blowing anything up. Like He's not. He's just complaining that everyone isn't as eco-friendly as he is. He's like Which a, is the funniest thing on the planet. He's like an eco-whiner. <laughs> That's so sad. He's just this like, is why the Planet Champ is a stupid right, mechanic. Because you're right. There is an eco-terrorist thing. That is a real thing. And there's actually a movie that's coming out about a woman who's an eco-terrorist in like Scotland or something. It's a real kind of interesting. It may, might be Norway. I think they do. It's a real solar. thing. Like, it's a real thing. But it's a, it's a dumb thing for him to be like, you guys should recycle more and stop ordering hot dogs because it's bad for the environment. And thanks for coming to Raw. Like, right. Thanks for uh, spending the gas to come here, <laughs> right? supporting the oil industry that I hate yeah. to watch me wrestle. 
green energy. <laughs> Go green. <laughs> and then he like dabs on him and leaves. Right. <laughs> um. So it's definitely it's annoying. It's annoying. <laughs> it's not good. No. So I really hope. I really hope Kofi beats him, but I just don't. I think the way the story is going, I think that the whole even if he's not champion for long, I still want him to be champion. Right. Um. It's not gonna happen though. Thanks, Kofi Kingston. They did announce uh, the Honky Tonk Man is going into the Hall of Fame. Woo! I've met the Honky Tonk Man. Kind of a jerk. Oh. Kind of a jerk. Not a fan of the Honky Tonk Man. Uh, I'll say congratulations to him. Um. Oh yeah, no, I was there. I remember yeah, that. Yeah. Kind of a jerk. Yeah, a little bit. He kind of blew us off pretty hard. <laughs> he did. Um, you know, like everyone to their credit, whatever. Um, but we were there at that convention in Louisiana, and he did his little panel discussion to his credit. But and he told some interesting stories, some, some cool stuff about back in the day when Hulk Hogan was hanging out with Brutus the Barber Beefcake and all that stuff. And right, interesting stuff. And he was up there in Canada with the Heart Foundation, and there were some cool things. However, however, when we went and saw him. And wanted to talk to him. Listen, Ted DiBiase, who's a much bigger deal than the Honky Talk Man, did a great ten minutes with us. Yeah, the interview is awesome. Um, maybe uh, I'll twist Nico's arm see if we can get find that and put that back up. Um, this guy, he wouldn't even talk to us. No. Matter of fact, he said, uh, "I don't really do media interviews." Said the man that just did a panel. Right. And is now going into the WWE Hall of Fame. You're probably going to get interviewed once or twice for that. Right. But I guess he wants to talk to those people. Not us. Not us. It is one thing. Like, people look at us and they don't take us seriously, I feel like. Some people. Uh, what was the name of the little dude who like, threw your card back at you? Oh, man. I don't remember. Roy something. Uh, Roy Dib or something like that. Something weird like that. The guy who played Yoda. Yeah. Like the Oompa Loompa. <laughs> yeah. He was like a tiny. He's a little person. And like he did like the body stand and stuff. And essentially, Nico gave him our card and was like, hey, we're here all weekend. If you have some free time, we would love to. And here's the thing. We're doing we're doing an interview with you, but we're going to softball you. Like, we're not trying to get anybody. And it's free press for you, and you get to pimp something and sell your shirts. We put up the links for a million, uh, Ted DiBiase's, like, website and his books. Like, we're trying to help, folk. Like, we're not, we're not trying to attack you. No. Like, we want to have a good time with you because it helps us and helps you. And the guy threw the card back in your face. Right. It's real cool. Yeah, real nice. Anyway, the Honky Tonk Man is now going to be... They do it like the week before, or I think the Friday before. WrestleMania is Sunday, obviously, and I think the Friday before they do the Hall of Fame stuff. That's cool. So now so we've spoken to the Hall of Fame Honky Tonk We Man. have indeed spoken to, and we didn't enjoy it. Honky Tonk, the Hall of Fame Honky Tonk Man. Uh, on that, we'll jump out of here. This is Nerd Thug Wrestling. Uh, same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. Thanks for listening, Conrad.